Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Donovan rolls off the Azubuke pick, works to his left hand, gets to the mark on the court that says 5,280 feet, and he says perfect distance and buries the J. He's across the timeline over to Campazzo. He throws it off to Jokic again, layup good, foul as well. Same play. Rinse and repeat, folks. Rinse and repeat. Bogdanovich working to Michael Green. He bumps, he backs, he's not making inroads. He now drop steps, floats up with the right hand and hits. He might not have been making inroads, but he is feeling it. Boyan's got himself. 28, and that's a season high. There are the highlights as the Utah Jazz pick up the victory in Denver, 115 to 109, led by Boyan Bogdanovich, 36 points, and he was one of six from three. PK, I could believe the 36, but I never would have picked 36 for the number on the night he was one of six from three. How about on a night he makes 11 free throws, though? That ups the odds. So he's not good on the one, threes, but he's good on the ones. 11 of 13 at the line. He got to the line a lot. 13 is yeah. a big number. It's the kind of number James Harden used to do in Houston everyone complained about. But it's okay when it's your guy. But, yeah, but, I mean, it's not just uh, wailing He wasn't flailing. flailing into guys at the three-point line. I think the, line, the right. huge number, to me, is the 13 boards. Because Gobert's out. And he's he getting and about 85% of your yes. rebounds. He and Royce O'Neal clearly were told, guys, you got to hit the glass. And they crushed yeah. it. 13 rebounds for Bogey and 11 for Royce. Because uh, as a bouquet, you don't have to expect much. We only had one in 16. So for Bogdanovich, who is not, I don't consider him a great rebounder to do that. I consider him a great scorer. So, you, you know, you can look at it and say, well, you got a lot of scoring unavailable, basically. Not a ton, but you know, a fair amount. So he goes up and does what he does, and Donovan's not shooting the ball well. It was one of six. Donovan was worse, one of nine. Only eight of 22. So somebody's got to pick up the slack a little bit. So I can see where it's a Bogdanovich. But if you had told me 13 boards, and those two guys that you just said, Anil and Bogdanovich, combined for 24 boards, that, to me... Is more surprising than Bogey going for 36. Big difference right there, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a significant factor and them winning the ball game and then Rudy Gay doing what he does, but that's why they brought him in. Rudy Gay, 18 points off the bench, and he had seven rebounds, too, and an assist, and a steal, and a couple blocks. Stuffing, stuffing the box score there. And unlike a lot of the other guys, he shot the three very well. He was four of seven. So while Donovan and Bogey were struggling from the three-point line, he was four, four for seven, and Royce was three for six, and Clarkson was three for eight. So they end up shooting 34%, which is a little on the low side, but they get the win anyway because they do the other stuff. And Quinn, you just heard in the best of the post game in the previous segment, Quinn was talking about only seven turnovers. You get zero points per possession on turnovers, so they had more, more possessions to be productive with. More possession to be productive with. Yeah, that was that could have gone powerful. That could have gone wrong. <laughs> I'm pleased with it, but it didn't. Nice, <laughs> well played. I like that. And how about a shout out for the Joker? He just doesn't have enough guys around him. We talk about the Jazz being shorthanded, and they were, but Denver is perpetually shorthanded this season. And the Joker, 26 points, 21 rebounds, 11 assists. He's awesome, but. He, he could have had 15 or 20 assists if guys had hit open shots, and they didn't. Well, you can say that about everybody, though. 
I thought it was especially noticeable. Well, whoever Last handles night. the ball most can have obviously way more is making great passes and guys are missing shots. But and the Oak Man's a phenomenal player, yeah. and he's just a kid too. That's what's exciting about Denver: get their guys back and see where they can go. And they make a big trade last year to get Aaron Gordon, and then Jamal, Jamal Murray goes out, so they've really never had any continuity whatsoever. Haven't had their group together. We'll, we'll check back, and unless they can all get back at the end of the season, but at this point, I don't know. They're running up on the halfway season, but you check back 22-23, better days are ahead. They've got to add some pieces, but they've got some solid pieces that are young. Jazz win again on the road. They extend their win streak there, 115-109, and they will try again tomorrow night. They will be playing the Raptors in Toronto, which is part of a back-to-back Friday and Saturday. They've got the Pacers on Saturday. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Nets up by seven. Irving dancing up top. Driving left. Down the lane. Falling away. Banks it in. Kyrie Irving with 21. And the Nets by nine. Top of the key. Reggie Bullock once again. Luka. Bielitsa hand in the face. Now it's long distance. Shot and there is Luka. Long distance. Right side. Highlights from the uh, night in the NBA. The Dallas Mavericks. Beat the Warriors 99-82, a shockingly low number for the Warriors. A little extra motion in the building because they retired Dirk Nowitzki's jersey. They had a lot of Cowboys there. They showed up for it. And the fans, cowgirls too. fans were fired up. And the Mavericks That's get the win. Texas, you know, so you got the Cowboys in there. Yeah, I watched Dirk's ceremony. Those things always get me. Just tearing up too. All your days as a Mavericks fan? Or the passage of time. You remember when Dirk was but a young lad? Yeah, you know, they showed them, uh, he and uh, Steve Nash, together. They were brought in together. Same year, right? Same yeah. draft. Now the Bucks uh, traded uh, Nowitzki over on a draft day trade, uh, as opposed to drafting him. But obviously he played his whole career there. He was a phenomenal player. But yeah, I enjoyed watching him play. I mean, I don't really have a favorite team. I just have guys that I watch play. Who didn't like watching him play? With that uh, back to the practically parallel to the floor with the shot, and it's fun to see. And uh, I, I love these guys; these foreign guys who come over and become icons in their particular communities. And 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 him, not even a native speaker, he told a story where he said that uh, you know he didn't have any idea what was going on. And he gets off the plane, and there's all these people there. And he thought, oh, man, wow, these Dallas fans are great. And then he finds out later that there were all Dallas Mavericks front office people, staff people, who were there to greet him, that they weren't fans. (laughs) 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 He was self-deprecating the whole time, the whole time during the speech. And I think that maybe fired up the guys. And, of course, uh, Curry couldn't throw it in the ocean. Five of 24. He could have been on South Padre Island and not scoring any points. Nice Texas reference. Good work. (laughs) Five of 24 from the floor. One of nine from three. He had an awful night shooting the ball. Yes. Uh, He and uh, Gary Payton Jr., who went to Salt Lake Community College, I might add, were a combined ten. Gary Payton second, let's be clear. Uh, Whatever. Uh, Gundy. Dude. You're not Bill Walton, so don't try to be. Just tell us how great the coaches are. Uh, you know, I wonder what's the difference between Junior and um, the the second and the other guy, whoever that other guy is. He's I know his voice. Uh, he's trying to. Yeah, this isn't Pash Walton here. It didn't really work. But uh, they want to combine ten of twenty nine. And Peyton Junior, the second, the third was five for five. 
So, Steffer had a bad, bad night, but it's going to happen. I, I pity the fools who are next on the schedule for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> the law of numbers, Steph will be bouncing back. Yeah. Unless he's totally lost it and that was it. He hit the wall. That's the end of the deal. Oh, that'd be great for the Jazz, yeah. But it's not. What's going to happen is he's going to go out and score 40 against the Pelicans. Uh, other NBA games, the Wizards lose to the Rockets. Kevin Porter Jr. hits a three with four-tenths of a second left, and they mob him. The Rockets get I thought he got suspended. One. He played last night. I don't know. Didn't they say he and the was a very Wood were uh, suspended? Cringeworthy what? Well, there was a cringeworthy quote about his father by one of the reporters. I have to pull it if I can. But Oh, well, Porter's had all sorts of trouble. Yeah, I just, mean, growing up, one of the announcers during the game made a reference that was probably less than stellar. And I mean, he was at SC, had some issues there. He's had issues every step of the way. That's why Cleveland got rid of him. So, but he's a wild talent. Well, Wood played too. He had 22 points, 11 boards in the game, and was a uh, was a factor there. Because those guys got into it uh, with John Lucas the first, and uh, after the game the other night, there is the John Lucas the second because he did play for the Jazz. Keep them coming. Kuzma had the uh, chance to tie it there in the final four cents of the second. He had a pretty good game, statistically speaking, but he did not make the game tire, so Houston gets the rare win. Statistically speaking, isn't that how we decide who has pretty good games? Uh, it could be. There are other ways. How so? Well, if you watch the game, you can talk about you know how somebody played. I did not watch the Rockets, so I can't tell you what else Kuzma did. No, I mean, in order to play well... You have to have a statistically good game. Kuzma had 24 points and nine boards. They go together. And you're just never going to quit, even when you're beat. I like that about you. <laughs> uh, the Jazz are getting ready to see the Raptors. The Raptors were in Milwaukee, beating the Bucks 117-111. Let's go Siakam. 33 points, five rebounds, six assists as Toronto gets the win. And so they'll both be off tonight. Neither team will be going back-to-back when they meet on Friday. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. We're finally going to have some college basketball, PK. It's been stop and start. A lot of games have been postponed, but BYU and Pacific, 7 o'clock tonight at the Marriott Center. Freaking California. BYU TV will have basketball game. every other place. I, don't, I just don't get it. How how you can have 90,000 in the Rose Bowl and all this, but in California, you can stop all these games. But, uh, yeah, who do they play? Pacific? Pacific at home tonight. Forget that. I'm jacked about UCF and Loyola of Chicago over there at uh, Salt Lake Community at noon. Noon Mountain Time. Yeah. Neutral court game. Get a game in with everything paused. And their coach went on Twitter inviting all BYU fans and pointing out how it's good for the West Coast Conference. And he's okay if you wear your Cougar blue. That, that was a good touch. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Sell it. Made me laugh. Have some fun with it. I mean, come on. Yeah. Show some personality. I'm going to root for that dude. USF 13-1. Loyola Chicago 9-2. and well, the Chicago, the three-point favorite on the neutral floor at the Lifetime Activity Center. Utes are hosting Washington. This game's on the Pac-12 Network. Tips at 7.30. Utes are 1-3 in conference play. Washington is 0-1. Huskies underwater on the season, 5-6. And, and the Utes 8-6. So, 
We were talking earlier about, hey, the bottom of the league, it's not very good, but just by beating the bottom of the league, you can get to the middle. So here's another chance to beat someone in the middle of the league. Well, I think for the Utes, it's all about building a program here. Uh, and so every win is nice. You're trying to build some momentum to be able to entice some recruits to come into your program. Recruits uh, and or transfers and well, say, hey, I, we're not that far away. get the transfers, though. Even if you're terrible, if it yeah, because if it's playing time, yeah. Uh, I, I I think for a program like Utah, the transfers are nice, but I think you got to build it the traditional way and then augment, rather than augment with recruits. Unless you can get you know big time dudes who are going to be one and done, but I don't know you're going to be able to get that. You're going to get nice players in the transfer portal, but. You need some players that you can develop, too. And by the time they're juniors and seniors, they're ready to go to make major contributions. And I don't discount the transfer portal at all because that would be ridiculous. Washington's the only Pac-12 team that hasn't won a game yet. They are 0-1. Now there are other teams that have played. Well, in the case of the Utes, the Utes have actually played the most games, having played four. And the Utes are in 11th place, so somebody's going to get well tonight. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. NFL news. Antonio Brown claims the injury and the fact the Bucks were trying to force him to play was the reason he walked off the field. Already speculation about whether the Cowboys are going to pick him up or not. The problem is he didn't walk off the field. He did calisthenics. He <laughs> made a show going off. Gyrated to the crowd. Waved at them. And if you would have... I would be... He has no track record of believability. I mean, there's a video of him just F-bombing the cops left and right and using all sorts of inappropriate language in his own house with his, with his kid apparently right there. There was a little boy, I assume. I think that was his kid, if I remember the story. Uh, so you don't have a track record of wanting to believe, but it's a believable story, but why go through... The nonsense the of yeah, that whole show going off the field. Yeah, if Rogers or uh, Aaron uh, Bruce Arians told you to get out of there, you know, then Bruce Arians meant get out of my face. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know that the Bucks really want to get involved in that uh, leaping contest with him back and forth. Doesn't sound like it. You know, so Arians has been super short the first time he talked about it, and pretty short the second time. Yeah. We're done. Wish him well. But he might have had more credibility if he would have, like, walked off the field dejectedly. Right. Instead of, you know. Instead of taking off the pads and the jersey and then throwing the shirt into the crowd and then throwing the gloves into the crowd and then being not off the end zone but actually in the end zone waving at the crowd. Basically in the field of play. Yes. Right. Yeah. Cincinnati and Cleveland. We already know Cleveland is not going to have their quarterback for this uh, last game. He's headed for surgery. Baker Mayfield made that announcement. Now Joe Burrow is sitting out to rest his sore right knee and injured right pinky for the playoffs, Coach Zach Taylor has said. And how about the Aaron Rodgers story? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. It says the writer's a bum. The writer wouldn't vote for him for MVP because of vaccine, and Rodgers says it's about the vaccine, and then the writer comes back later in the day and apologizes. Yeah, he calls... uh Aaron Rodgers, the biggest jerk in the league and a bad guy. Yep. Yeah. Talking about Hub Arkush, right? Yeah, Chicago-based reporter. He has one of the 50 votes for AP's MVP. Uh, what What do you really know about Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I get this a fair amount myself. 
I'm not that Mina Kimes gal, you know, but I mean, we, we all face criticism here. It, 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 and I've gotten, just, just, I went and got my hair cut two days ago, and the lady's big sports fan, and she said, yeah, a guy asked me the other day, because I tell him I cut your hair, is he really an a-hole? You have no idea about me. Zero. You have no, no clue whatsoever. And you go by what you think you know. I mean, how do you know what kind of guy? You've never spoken to Aaron Rodgers. You've never been around him whatsoever. And he's a bad guy because he doesn't fit your politics. Which sports writing is overwhelming. Overwhelming, they lean to the left. That Those are facts. And so he did something that you didn't like, so he's a bad guy. He's a diva, yeah. Well, he's also really good. <laughs> and probably deserves the MVP again. Man, he'll probably get it again. I just, where do we, we have this selective outrage about stuff. We see it with all the social media. Something happens over here, we go berserk. But meanwhile, over here in this city, it happens 50 times on a Saturday night, and they're not a peep. Nothing, nothing, no, nothing. But something happens over here. Oh my gosh, we got to stop play. This selective outrage. I mean, I, there's a guy who said injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere, didn't he? It's engraved in a wall, yeah. a monument in Washington, D.C. You can see it there. We need to be outraged on all wrongdoing. That's not going to happen. The inconsistency is our only consistency. Oh, that's deep. Thank you. I'm going to put that on my wall. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. BYU is getting Gunnar Romney coming back. Oh, he's coming back. How about that? Also got the replacement for Tyler Algier in theory. The replacement for Tyler Algier in theory. Yeah, two running backs. One from Cal, one from Stanford, right? Hamuli, the fullback from Stanford. Houston Hamuli, the bountiful brave. He's more of a big blocking dude. I don't know that he's going to be rushing for 1,000 yards. Wouldn't think so. His stats were something like seven catches for 25 yards. He also weighs 270 pounds. He will well, be punishing people, uh, crashing into them. He wants to lose weight. I can hook him up, hook him up with Maria Osborne. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of it. Uh, but uh, the other kid, the kid, what was his first name? Was it Brown? It's Christopher no. Jones. Or no, Christopher no, 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 Brown. No. Brown. Yeah, and Brown. And he changed it. Yeah, to honor his mother. Correct. Uh, and I remember him and, and as preparing for Cal each year in Pac-12 Media. Remember the the, the kid. So. Uh, I think it's a nice pickup. He's now Christopher Brooks. Yes, so he was brown, and then he changed it to Brooks. Uh, and he was a nice player for Cal. So I think that's something that they need. You know, Losing Al- Algier to the NFL obviously is a major blow. He was such a significant portion of the offense. So that's a good deal. And then Romney, uh, tell me how many games you're going to play. It seems like he's been hurt every year. Yes, I think that's because he has been. He has yeah. been. So he's been a good deep threat. I mean, when he's, he's a played. nice player. He's got yeah. all sorts of skill. Yeah, he's he's yeah. been a good receiver and a good deep threat when he's played, but he hasn't always been able to play. Yeah, I didn't think him coming back was that big a surprise. You know, he talked about the NFL, but because of the issues you talk about, it didn't seem like the best move. I agree. So I didn't think it was that surprising that he was going to end up coming back. Although you never know. Well, yeah, he might have just said uh, the heck with it, too. I mean, you know, you keep going through all these injuries, wondering is there ever going to be a time that I can get myself healthy? 
so uh, to hopefully for the kid, you never want to see injuries. I mean, because he wants to play in the NFL, obviously, and I think the potential is there uh, because you know he's got size, speed, and all that. Easy. The measurables and all that stuff seem like it works for him, but he's got to find a way to f- be on the field consistently because I think if he can with Hall, and the same thing goes for Hall, if Hall can find a way to be on the field all the time, they've got a chance to put up some pretty good numbers. Well, give it another shot. I mean, we always talked about all of Taysom Hill's injuries, and now for all the time he was hurt in college, he stayed fairly healthy in the pros. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Press conference coming up at noon to introduce the new owner, David Blitzer. He owns... How about Dancer and Prancer? Are they going to be there? Yeah, I know. There have been a lot Donner, of jokes about that. You know. Donner, yeah. Well, the Donner party won't be there. Too much snow over there. <laughs> okay. Best thing about this guy? Jersey. 15 Jersey. miles from my hometown. Scotch, <laughs> All right. Scotch Plains, baby. I saw Scotch Plains. And I, thought, ah, I know exactly where old Scotch Plains is. Is that going south towards Philly? Is that going inland away from New York? Where is that? It's Which? going towards the city. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's all, you know, Marie. It's very New York. Sandy, Yorkish. Midvale. Okay. You know, it's all just all jumbled in there. So, but yeah, Scotch Plains. Is he owns part of the yeah, a minority interest in the New everything. Jersey Devils, a minority interest in the Philadelphia 76ers. He's bought into three foreign soccer teams. Crystal Palace in England's the most high profile, but a German and Belgian team too. So he's got a lot of experience, but now he's going to be the guy calling the shots, not the minority owner. Ryan Smith, jazz owner, part of the uh, ownership group. He'll be the alternate governor. How much money are they going to sink into the payroll? How much money are they going to put in the stadium that's 13 years old now and they can build some more luxury yeah, well, suites? Or, $400 million or something. And I think the thing that uh, if you're a soccer fan, and even if you're not, it shows that this is a viable league in this country. And it's here. It's here to stay. Money can be made. I mean, ultimately, that's what, you know, that football thing that they had a few years ago, if they would have been in money, it would still be around. Oh, the American, the Alliance yeah. of American Football. Yeah. AAF. Yeah. Well, you, you know, some people just, uh, soccer people get under your skin if you don't like the sport because they're constantly in your face telling you how great it is and what an idiot you are. And they do these dumb traditions from Europe that just don't fly over here. And I was watching one the playoff game, and my wife says, they, they just chant the whole time? I said, yeah, they picked it up from Europe, and so they feel like they've got to do it. You know, we don't do what Japanese baseball people do. They chant over there. We no. don't do that over here. We no. need to develop our own traditions if you want it to really, really take off. But I know you'll defend it. Uh, and it, it, so a lot of people, who's RSL, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's a, a businessman of renown going to fork out a lot of money because he knows it's going to work. I think it sends a powerful message. Cash is king. Of course. He's, he's not going to do it. it just because he grew no. up as a soccer fan well, in Scotch Plains, New Jersey. And you look at what he owns. So he's uh, he's got a team in Jersey and a team in uh, Philly. Why come all the way to Utah? I mean, he's got to really believe in it. Because he's he not wants buying. to, and he right. can. He knows it's exactly. going to work. He knows whatever he pays is going to get a return. 
And he is uh, he apparently has some deep pockets. He's also of trying course. to buy a my in the last two months. There have been stories written about him trying to buy a minority stake in the Cleveland Indians, who are now the Cleveland Guardians, uh, and try to get in there because one of their minority owners bought the Royals, I think. And so part of that team is up for grabs. I've got a great Cleveland Guardian story. And since we're running a little late, I'll share it when we come back. It's funny as all get out. You really? Lo- and I just got it last night. Well, there you go. Blitzer. That's ironic you said that. Yeah. One of the things Blitzer's saying is he wants to bring back the Utah Royals as well. So NWSL. Oh, That'll absolutely. have to be a separate deal to do that. Well, regardless, yeah, we got to get him back. I mean, I love that ball club. But, you know, you got the coach. Who went to my high school in Arizona. You got connections. You got the owner who grew up 15 minutes down the road from my hometown, my original hometown. We got your David Blitzer on with you. This is fun. I'm just connected all which ways. There it is. <laughs> you can talk to him about your favorite delis. <laughs> I'm gonna. He's gonna come here thinking he's no Jersey. Wait, wait. I got one of my one of my own brothers right here. And then he's going to find out my coach. We walked the halls. We went to the same campus. We hung out at the same jack in a box. <laughs> you got to skip the walk the halls. Go to the hangout at the same yeah, jack in a box. And there really was no halls because it, everything was open. There's like the science building, the English building. Yeah. So there were literally no halls because it was just outside. It, right. Here in Utah, where they're yeah. bracing for the weather, you walk yeah. out of a classroom into a hall. Yeah. But in California and Arizona, you usually, my high school is actually an exception, but most schools, you just walk out and you're outdoors. Maybe there's a little uh, a little covering. Ten feet of metal hanging off the side of the building. All right, DJ and PK, when we come back, we'll get the funny Guardian story, so we got that going for us. Brian Taylor, Real Golf Radio, is going to join us at 8.30. Craig Bowlerjack coming up at 9 o'clock, waiting to hear back from uh, Joe Ingles on a time for the Joe Ingles Show. He is in COVID protocol, so we don't know what this means. So we'll see. We'll let you know when we know. DJ and PK, what is trending? It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801 295 1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. Denton Goodman, who DM'd me on Twitter, he said, the Utes will go to, quote, a lot of Rose Bowls? That's hilarious. You sound like a homer. Outside of USC, what Pac-12 schools in history have gone to, quote, a lot of Rose Bowls? Washington? Yeah, Washington. Oregon's now seem to be doing pretty well. I mean, they don't go to a lot of Rose Bowls, but they'll be there pretty regularly. I put Oregon in the USC category. I don't know if Utah can do it on that frequent of basis, but yeah, why not? Like, I think Utah could very easily be at two a decade, which is a lot. That's once every five years. That's basically once a recruiting cycle. I think that's probably pretty reasonable for what this Utah football program is right now. I think they'll be back multiple times. How about that? Is that better than a bunch? Here's my take. Utah's going to go to a lot of Rose Bowls. I don't need to change that. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 The Zone powered by kslsports.com. Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Zero Res. Zero Res is the only carpet cleaner for a smarter, lasting, clean. Zero Res's patented process uses only water to clean, meaning no crunchy carpets and a spot-free carpet that is safe for the whole family. Schedule your carpet cleaning today by calling 801-288-9376, 0 or booking online at ZeroResSaltLake.com, or if you're up north, at ZeroResDavisWeber.com. Darn tootin'. We're just talking about, uh, in what is trending, RSL's new owner, 
16-month process comes to a close. David Blitzer is the new owner, and he owns part of the NHL's New Jersey Devils, and he's a minority uh, owner also in the Philadelphia 76ers. He'll be the majority owner and have the power here with RSL. So it'll be interesting. I've got the power! (laughs) It'll be interesting to see how he plays it. And then there have also been stories out of Cleveland here the last uh, couple of months. In Cleveland. About him <laughs> buying a minority share in the baseball team there, which last season you knew as the Indians, but going forward you will know as the Guardians. And you told us you have a funny Cleveland Guardian story that I'm going to enjoy. So what do you got? Yes. It should have been the tunes, by the way, man. It should have been the Cleveland tunes. They could have the music note. I mean, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's, they're kind of up a little bit, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's down in the water. I've made that walk. I've seen game. I've seen a just one game in, in the stadium. Uh, it's right next to the basketball arena. Uh, so my, a friend of my wife's down in Arizona. I don't know if it was over Christmas or what, but she talking to a friend yesterday. But it's here recently in in the winter months, and so she, the friend, and her husband are playing golf, mm-hmm. right? And they get paired up with uh, uh, a single and the friend's husband you know, we're going to be with somebody for four hours to make a little chit chat and he says to the guy man you look you look really athletic you know did did you play something yeah yeah oh boy you can see where this is going <laughs> play a little baseball uh, yeah at college uh, yeah, yeah. Profes- professional, too. Yeah? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who you play with? He's, uh, I play with, uh, I'm kind of, you know, humble. I play with the, uh, the uh, Cleveland Guardians. Oh, oh, yeah. Is that a single-A team? <laughs> uh, no, no. It's the majors. <laughs> 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 and then the husband, oh man, I feel stupid. <laughs> Wasn't aware of the name change, but here's a big leaguer, and uh, she didn't get the name, she didn't say the name, so I told her, I said, go back and get the name. <laughs> so she's going to go back uh, here the next time they talk and get the name of the uh, of the pitcher. Because <laughs> she told her friend, said, well... PK has run across many who've said they'd done this or that and then double check and they didn't do this or that. <laughs> you know, that inflated a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. You know, used to used to go back in the almanacs, now you just get online. Yeah. Because I've probably had 10 cases of people, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I played BYU football and then, yeah, what years? Yeah. And you look and... They're not the media guy. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. no. And I, I've even had people say, yeah, I've, I've played in whatever, the majors. Really? Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I asked the guy once. He said, yeah, I, I played. I said, uh, well, uh, what was your, uh, who'd you play for? And he told me. I said, what's your manager's name? He said, uh, oh, man, I, I, I can't remember. Oh, you, come on. You didn't play. <laughs> you <laughs> did not play. You played probably minors. And good for you, because you got to be really good to do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I don't discount that you're a pretty good ball player. But you did not play in the big leagues. You'd made zero appearances. Because if you would have made one, you'd be in there. Yeah. And then you didn't know who your manager was? You do too know who your manager is. 
Yeah. And if you would have done the timeline back when I was a kid, when I was growing up, I scoured every morning three newspapers that we had to our house. Uh, we, we had the Star-Ledger delivered. I delivered the Persephone Daily Record. And then uh, my parents, one of them, would bring home one of the 17 New York papers. My mother worked in Harlem. And so I, would, I knew every box score. I could tell you who's the right fielder for the Milwaukee Brewers. I knew it. I mean, I was just a freak. You had it wired. So, yeah, so I would have known every single manager, obviously. Well, you obviously know your own manager. Yeah. Though. Come on. So I thought that was funny, though. You, you, she was I that. played for Utah Jazz. Oh, who's your coach? Uh, I can't remember. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you can't too. And it was uh, the guy put, is a big league pitcher, and that's who they got paired up with. I had a friend of mine once was golfing at Spanish Trails down in Vegas, a beautiful area, just west of the Strip, a few miles. And the single walks up and. Uh, wants to play through. So they let him. Mm -hmm. Turns out the single, Greg Maddox. Nice. Yeah. Greg was just playing by himself. Yeah, he lives there. He's a Vegas guy all the way. Okay. He's he might, funny. He's I know he went himself. to high school there and that's where his home is. He probably I think he might even born and raised there too. And Spanish Trails, it's open now to the public. I've played it with Jake Scott. Uh but it, it was a uh, for a long time it was private. Beautiful beautiful area. Uh, large home community. So you could see, of course, he would have a membership there. And he is an avid golfer, as we know. John Smoltz has talked about him and Glavin going out on the course and playing a lot uh, and being really good, actually, too, for that matter. And so, yeah, so he was just and – and if you've ever been around Maddox, you know, he's about 5'10", 160 with glasses and a cap. Totally blends He in. looks like a – you know, works at a library. And uh, so he was obviously a Hall of Fame pitcher. And so, yeah, and so he, my, my buddy was with his friend, and his friend said, do you know who that was? No. That's Greg Maddox. <laughs> He's a baseball savant. <laughs> yeah, for sure, you know, really, really great. Great, great pitcher is practically as good as you can get. Uh, so he had, he played, I think they played a hole together, and then... Uh, and then Maddox kept going. Yeah. Now, I once got paired up with an NFL player at Bonneville. But I knew exactly who he was. David Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> and he knew who I was. <laughs> and he could only hit the ball about 350 yards. <laughs> Anybody who's played with Dave knows he can absolutely crush it. Yeah, yeah, he can. He can really pound it. Uh, Short game of mystery, or is he getting that dialed in? Uh, it's got some work. I mean, he's not a pro golfer by any stretch. And Good probably player, didn't play a whole lot uh, when he was in college and whatnot, you know, in, pro, in the pros. Because he did play in He could be coming to it way late, too. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, he's in business with uh, Jimmy Balderson, who played for basketball at the. Uh, you see their names around. Point. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing commercial real estate. Yeah, you do. Downtown, come around a corner, and there's a building, and there are their names on it. Yeah. And I got paired up once with O'Kerr. Speaking of guys who can hit the 350 yards. He can hit it a mile. He's a golf freak. And then this was before the Jazz Beach Bash, which he went multiple times. So then I did some speaking engagements with him at the thing and played some golf with him there. And he told me that uh, he's got a couple of memberships 
because when one is closed for maintenance, he goes to the other one. Obviously. Solid. Yeah. <laughs> Good plan. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he, in San Diego with plenty of public courses, too. But He makes that kind of more. He made that kind of money. He had a real kind heart, too. Real soft, gentle person. Uh, not that I was friends with him by any stretch, but I did get to know him slightly. And then I did some work with him where people had contacted me with a kid who's sick and whatnot. Can they meet a jazz player? So I got jazz with P- PR. And a lot of times they would go to him. Because he'd say, absolutely, he'd do it. Yeah. And so he really, really kind person. Uh, and I know they tried to get him to work with uh, Cantor when they drafted Cantor. Uh, and Cantor was... It just didn't come to together. A, trying to be a goofball. It <laughs> yeah. seemed like he was more interested in being a goofball than he was is about being committed to being a great basketball player. And obviously, they're from the same country and spoke the same language and so forth. And they wanted him to take the game a little more seriously. Uh, so they had had uh, O'Kerr try to talk with him. And Kerr, O'Kerr, I can't say enough about him. Uh, what a great dude he was while he was here. I haven't talked to him in years now. Although I did see him, they brought him up. Uh, he was going to go to a playoff game. Uh, Might have been the year that uh, Hayward was there with Joe Johnson and, and those guys when they when they won that first thing. And they had a playoff game here. And so my plan was to go over to Bonneville to get in nine and then come over and do the jazz pregame and stuff on the radio. And uh, so I'm crossing the street there on one and I'm going over to hole two. And who do I see teeing off on hole three? Okur. <laughs> <laughs> and he's yeah, talking, well, you going to the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I'd just come over and play a little bit, then I'm going to go over the game. What are you doing? Yeah, I thought I'd just come over and play a little bit and then go to the game. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. All right, DJ and PK, there's Cleveland Guardian story and uh, brushes with greatness with famous athletes after that. Coming up, we will get to the question of the day. we got Brian Taylor, Real Golf Radio, joining us at 830. I saw the first interview before the first tournament of the year and thought of you torturing yourself. Oh, I was watching it yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I definitely was. I'm going to be watching it today. I played that course. I've been Maui, over baby. Yeah, I've been over there. I've been over there probably twice on my own, and then I was there three times for work. I had the jazz game on, and I had to, uh, and I was anchoring last night, and I came back, and it was over, obviously, and they gone into Scott Van Pelton Sports Center, and they he says, and now I will torture myself sitting here in Washington D.C., and we will bring in Andy North from Maui. Thought of you. Well, I'm going to go there when it's all said and done, and I'm going to spend the whole week there. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280's The Zone. The question of the day, the Jazz get the win, shorthanded at Denver. Reaction to that on the way. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. Frank Dolce right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Looking ahead to next season, Tavian Thomas, let's just assume he's back. Cam Rising's back. You do lose one of the best defensive players that's ever played at the University of Utah, Devin Lloyd. But the scene does seem to be set for this team to be really good again next year, don't you think? This is a football team that has significantly fewer question marks heading into 2022 than they did in 2021. With that in mind, with what looks like a staff that should still be intact, and with some terrific young players who really performed well this year. You know, I don't know what's going to happen in the South, but I think it's still a conference and a division that Utah can dominate, especially this coming season. 
What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. DJ and then PK in the morning, proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Jazz, is coming up at 9 o'clock. Talk Jazz with him. They got the win last night. They beat the Nuggets. The shorthanded Jazz beat the shorthanded Nuggets. Question of the morning. How about the Jazz winning in Denver? Missing several players. Moses said, small ball looking good. Bogey and Gay came up huge. Was that the Moses? No. I do not believe it's the Moses. It's Moses Sanchez. Well, we actually we don't know Moses' last name. You know what I mean? All those biblical people, they didn't give we us. We got the an idea name. on the Which age. is ironic because here it's a big deal on the initials. Mm-hmm. But back then, you didn't even get the middle initial. So do you want to talk about the jazz or not, PK? <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> okay. Just want to know what Moses it was. Dave says the Jazz stepping up without their two big guys. That was good. Bogey was impressive. Can't argue that. <laughs> the question is, can they do it again and again and again? That's the best the small ball has looked. No, well, who's they? You mean the collective? The small ball group. Can they See, do they, that again? I don't even. I don't know that they need to do that again. Really. Yeah, because Gobert's going to play. They won't need to do it for a whole game, but they will need to do it in stretches. Well, of course they can do it in stretches. Why not? There's, they're all accomplished players. The, the, the thing that excited me most about this ball game, you always have the immediacy on mind, right? Because that's what the task at hand is. But then with this team, because they're of the level, you're looking playoff. Yes. So you got two things. So you got a little double vision going on here, right? You've got. The immediacy, and then you got the postseason, right? Because ultimately, that's how it's going to be decided. Dirk Nowitzki talked about that in his. Uh, they did an interview, actually, I think, with ESPN before the game, uh, and then I flicked over on NBA, NBA TV and watched his ceremony. And in the interview before the game, you know, you got a hundred moments, a thousand moments. Which one stand out? And he said he went right to the postseason, you know, because that's where it's at in. Uh, Probably in all leagues, but this league in particular. You know, baseball, you can be an MVP without getting in the postseason. Right? That's never going to happen in the NBA, obviously. The way it's set up, it's all about the postseason in terms of ultimate reputation. So you got to have your f- eyes on two things, the front and then the back end. And what I took from this game was that They've got options. They've got more options of guys who can help them than they had last year. And that is good because if you just have a formula to win and if you get out of that formula, you're basically hosed. Now, for years, it was the statues. And those dogs played 82 in every playoff game every year, basically. So you were good to go in a large amount of times because they never missed. It was a... Huge story if they didn't play, right? Well, here, it's not. And then in the postseason, even then, you've got injury issues. Well, the more guys you can have to step up and contribute to what needs to be contributed with the replacement of the injured player or the player who's off that night, the better. And that's what I took from that. Because Bogdanovich said, i got to step up my game here. 
right? I'm sure Quinn Snyder told him, but he probably gets it already. And he did. And Rudy Gay, I got to make sure that I come through here tonight because I'm going to be counted on maybe a little bit. I'm not going to be so much a complimentary player tonight as I have been basically the whole season. Bogdanovich, same type of thing. Now, Clarkson, Mitchell, Conley, they're going to do their things, right? And you hope they're available to do their things. But the fact that these other guys stepped up, and O'Neal getting 11 boards, I got I to gotta board more. The more options you have to help you win, the better. Well, there's no doubt about that, and that looked really different. And I think within games you need options. Yes, and so that's why the small ball now, they're not going to have to play that much. Obviously, Denver was also shorthanded. Denver is not looking like it. Well, certainly this Denver lineup is not an elite playoff team. When they will be an elite playoff team again well, it remains to be seen. But Yeah, but it's not about the opposition with the Jazz. I, just, I don't care. It, does, it doesn't matter to me. Do you care even when they're playing the Suns and the Warriors and the Nets? And then the other... Doesn't yeah, but who's there. available? I mean, yep. If those three teams have their whole team, which obviously the Warriors didn't have Draymond and didn't have Clay, if the Jazz play the best of their ability, they've got an excellent chance to win. To me, it's about them. The other night, they didn't play anywhere near the best of their ability, and the Warriors got them. All right, that's no big surprise. That's going to happen. Right, it's just like last night the Warriors didn't play anywhere near their ability, and, <laughs> and the Dallas Mavs got, got them. them. Right? right, so those those things are givens. It's what can the Jazz do when we right now as we slog through January, February, March, and half of April before the season postseason starts. You know, what can they do to find ways to play to their best of their ability? Now, I don't want them to play to their best of their ability now. And I don't think they don't say it because you don't want to say, yeah, well, you know, who really cares? We're not playing to the best of their ability. He can't say that. But they've spoken, and Locke has spoken about game 70. You know, he's hammered that multiple times. And he's not just, he didn't pick that number out of the sky. He's being told that. That's the whole goal. And I can remember having a conversation once in a locker room with Hornacek when he was a player. And he was talking about last 10 games. And I think he referenced, if I remember the interview right he referenced cotton fitzsimmons who had a major impact on his nba career former Suns coach right. and jeff would have played for him early in his career right. because jeff 80s. was a legit yeah. player and remembered his coach's names yes exactly <laughs> yes, of course good call <laughs> thank you and so he said that if i remember correctly it's like cotton said okay we got 10 games to go we really got to hone in now you know because the finish line is right there and the starting point is right there and I remember Jeff specifically saying that I was on I was on a road. Uh, they sent me down, and I covered a Clipper game or something. I don't remember, but I can remember sitting on like a cement slab in a visiting locker room with Hornacek, just talking. Uh-huh. And it, it would have been because I would have been done with my basketball covering the Utes then, so it would have been after late, late March, early April. And right. they were right in that 10-game stretch. And he was talking about that. So that's where Locke's getting it because that's where it's at. And at that point, you really want to be kicking butt because then that's going to lead you in. And they're not there yet, so it's not super crucial that they do that. But the eye is always on that. 
and there's and you just name the teams who are probably in the same situation, right? Would you come up with four? I think you got to throw the Bucks in there too, since yeah. they have a track record. So now we're up to five. And by record, you could put the Bulls in, and now you're done. And if you want to, sure. And there are plenty of people. I give you six teams, and usually we say two to three. And there are plenty of national media members who will dismiss the Jazz, who will dismiss the Bulls. You think they'll dismiss the Jazz? Oh, plenty? Yeah. I'd argue with that. Stephen A. Smith just did it. I mean, he did it like a week ago. You no, know, you said plenty. You didn't say one. You said plenty. Okay, well, that's one off the top of my head, but there'll be more. Uh, I disagree. I mean, he's paid to say stuff to rile up. Good mm-hmm. for him. I wish I had a job like that. <laughs> I think you do. It just doesn't pay as well as his. He's got more commas and more zeros in his salary than you have in yours. He's my hero. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. More reaction to the Jazz win coming up. Brian Taylor, Real Golf Radio, on the start of the PGA Tour. They're uh, back, baby. It's a continuation of the tour. It is a continuation. Do this weird thing in the fall with the start of the tour. I don't buy it. I, right? This is the unofficial official start. This is opening day. Yeah. DJ and PK with Brian Taylor coming up at 8.30. More on the Jazz next. Stay with us.